there's never a dull moment when it comes to Minnesota sports. Rather, it's positives or negative. Minnesota Sports Chat has you covered. Talking nothing but Minnesota sports all year long. It's time now for the soon-to-be award-winning, if only in his own mind, Minnesota Sports Chat with your host, Ross Brendel. Well, we'll get to today's uh, guest on the pod in just moments. I, I think he knows where that yeah comes from based off of his reaction. Welcome inside edition number 176 of the soon-to-be award-winning Minnesota Sports Chat Podcast, available on Apple, Spotify, PodMN, or wherever you get your podcasts, now including YouTube, you can see this ugly mug. Just search Minnesota Sports Chat. My buddy Grant Wangstern, Wanky, I like to call him, from my talk 1071, formerly of KS95, joins in just moments. I've actually never called him wanky until like yesterday, so we'll we'll get to that in moments. As we get going on this 176th edition, you do know the drill by now. Please remember to rate and review this podcast on Apple and Spotify. Please make sure you tell your friends and family as well. Word of mouth, a great way to spread the word and spread the news of Minnesota Sports Chat. And if you are consuming this podcast in the Score North Taxi Squad feed, thank you. But I also encourage you to subscribe to Minnesota Sports Chat wherever it is that you get your pods. Okay, so full disclosure here, and Grant, I don't mean this as a a jab to you. I've told you multiple times that we'll do a podcast together. True. But our schedules are a little bit different in the building. We overlap a lot, but Mm -hmm. we just have a lot going on. Yes. And I, because it's been an insanely busy week, I think I talked about this last year on the podcast, August is probably, all months are busy, as you know, but August is just busier. There's a lot going on. Especially for you, yes. So I have not, I try and do a podcast about every seven, eight days. It's been about 11. Okay. And I I was actually going to punt on doing one this week. Oh. And then you actually, I think, almost beat me into the office today. Almost. So... I then see you and say, well, let's just pod today. Yeah, I'm down. This is great. And this will be great because I have no plan for this, which oftentimes makes for the best yeah. podcasting, broadcasting, radio, whatever it is. But those, um, if you're not familiar with Grant, you can hear him from 3 to 6 in the afternoons on weekdays with Lori and Julia and My Talk 107, MyTalk1071.com. Mm-hmm. And occasionally he'll still pop up doing stuff on KS95, mainly when I drag him over there. Yeah, with Stacey Nutch, right? Yeah, to do podcast stuff. And Grant is a another veteran of this wild world of media and broadcasting. And Grant gets to listen to me almost every day profess how much I despise the 2023 <laughs> Minnesota Twins. <laughs> and every time they bring me back, and this is my fault, every time, exactly, they cast the line, they reel me in, mm-hmm. you know, I take the bite, yeah. I take the bait, Yeah. and uh, we don't need to spend too much time on this because I think every time I talk Twins baseball, it's literally the same talking points, <laughs> right? And those talking points are, I think this team is really good. Yeah. I think they're underperforming. 100%. I picked them to make the playoffs. I mm-hmm. didn't know if they would win the division. I actually thought 
between the White Sox, Guardians, and Twins, two of the three would make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I was wrong there. It's only going to be one. Yeah, this division. Something else. <laughs> and, that, and that one, as uh, Brian Murphy told me a few weeks ago, isn't necessarily going to win the division, Grant. They're just going to have more wins than everybody else. There you go. And that's really disappointing to me because this team should be pretty good to me. Yes, I agree. And I can't figure out, are they not good, Grant, because they're underperforming? Or are they not good just because they simply aren't good? Maybe we're holding on to expectations for players that are unrealistic. Max Kepler, okay, second half of the season. If Much we, better. If, yeah, exactly. If we if we want to call the All-Star break the second half of the season, yes. even though it's not, the second half actually <laughs> begins like two weeks before the All-Star game. Yes. He's been better. Much better. But for two and a half years, he didn't resemble anything close to the player we saw in 2019. The Bomba Squad year. Exactly. Yeah. At least offensively. Mm-hmm. Then you've had Polanco, good player, but now he's started to deal with injuries. Yes. Rash of injuries everywhere. Mm-hmm. Even in the starting pitching, which has still been very good. But you have Paddock gets here, arm falls off. Malley gets here, arm, arm falls, falls off. off. Yep. Relievers outside of one and a half of them, I give Jax a half. I don't really trust him, but he's <laughs> he's fine. But I don't yeah. really trust him. Yep. Duran, I think you have to trust him because he is pretty darn good. But he'll have closer blow up. They right. almost all do. Yep. But about Pagan, how do you feel about him? Because <laughs> he, I was just a hater on him. But then then he's if you want to talk about getting reeled back in, he reels me back in, and then. Dumps me off the edge of the boat real quick, too, at the same time. Well, here's the thing about Pagan, and we've talked about this. He has good stuff. Mm-hmm. He seemingly might be the only one in the organization that doesn't realize he has good stuff because he refuses to throw it for strikes, <laughs> right? And then by the time he throws it for strikes, it doesn't matter because the count's 2-0 and or 3-1, and and everybody knows what's coming. Absolutely. But he also has blow-up factor. You're, he, big he, time. He will pitch well in six or seven straight games, and then he'll come in and he'll give up four runs and only get it out. Get in his head a little bit. Exactly. And oftentimes, it is those true high leverage situations. Yes. If they're down by a run or two, he's pretty good. Sometimes if the game's tied, but it's in the sixth inning, he's okay. Put him in in the seventh or the eighth, and the, the team's up minutes. by one or two, yeah. you are asking for trouble. <laughs> yes, you, you are. Just... You're 100% right there. You've got that nailed for so, sure. So do we have, and again, as we record this podcast, the Twins are a handful of games in first place, mm-hmm. mid-August, probably going to win the division. Nothing's guaranteed, but I feel like they will. Mm-hmm. Do we just have an overinflated reality of what this team is, or can they still be pretty good? And maybe we'll see it down the stretch and in the playoffs. My comeback to that before you answer would be, I've been saying that for three years. Exactly, right? and set, as have I. Three and a half game lead right now over Cleveland currently after last night's loss. Um, but and last night would be August tenth because today's the eleventh. Thank you, appreciate that. No problem. Yes. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, I, I'm with you. You know, I. We're more than halfway or almost, what, two-thirds of the way through this season, correct? Yeah, I think we'd be more than two-thirds so at this point. to say that they're an underachieving team would be wrong because you've had two-thirds of the now and other years to prove yourself in that sense. So I, in, I've become more in the fact or in the riding on the side of that this team is just not that good and injuries have played into it. Now, that doesn't mean they can't. Like you said, I still think they're going to win this division in a very weak division. I think they're going to make the playoffs. And I don't know if they're going to do much outside of that. But it is a team that is assembled with great players. But they're all, like you said, with injuries 
or whether it's certain situations where they can handle it better than other situations, they can never find that connective flow all at once. Sometimes the hitting's up like it is now, but the pitching's down a little bit. Where in the beginning of the year, the hitting was down and the pitching's up. Now, one would say that would make for if that could ever balance out, then yes, they could come together. But at this point in time, if you haven't figured it out on a full scale, I don't think you're going to really figure it out completely. I reference, um, not always in name, but I reference a lot of my buddies on this podcast because much like all dudes who watch sports and gals too, you always have your text chains going back and forth yes. with, with friends when you're talking about games. And one of my buddies texted something along the lines yesterday of, this is truly one of the dumbest seasons you will ever watch, yeah. right? Because it's so it's it, it's so in the middle. Every time they win three or four, which isn't often, by the way, go look at their record. They basically win a game or two, then lose a game or two. Yeah, it's, that's how you're a 500 team, exactly, right? Exactly. Yeah, but it truly is. They earlier this week they bounce up to five and a half games. They go on the road to take on Detroit, and you go, well, even if they win two out of four, they they should still have a four or five game lead. Well, then they lose the the last three games of the series, and they're largely non-competitive in those games. And you're like, guys, what what gives? I mean, yeah. just and I don't want to say it's an effort thing. I don't believe it's an effort thing. But to your point, I think you just have days and stretches where, for some reason, some players are playing maybe at their peak level, other guys aren't. Yeah, and it's it's something I've brought up to numerous people, and I I. I don't know if this is a Rocco thing. He he definitely probably plays a role in it, but I don't think you can put it all on him. It just seems like this organization, this is a talking point that comes up all the time. So sorry for people who've heard this. It just seems like every day is about going through the motions. Mm-hmm. You know, we you know, games at seven, we'll get to the ballpark at three, we'll take our batting practice, I'll get my four at bats, and whatever happens, happens. If we lose, oh shucks, we'll get them tomorrow. Yeah. And I don't know where that comes from, and that could be an entirely wrong assessment on my part. I haven't been in the Twins clubhouse in I feel you there with that though. Ten years, right? But yeah. it's just just watching from afar, that's what it looks like. It does. It doesn't feel like there's a uh, no urgency. Go out exactly. Go out and get them. You know, we'll, there's sometimes where you know if if we are doing well, we, let's say we win the first two of a series. Sometimes we mail in that third game for some reason, and I don't want to say mail in. That's a guardyism thing too. Guardy used to do, do that. that. Do you remember those? Yeah, and it's just like, and I'm seeing it here. But what's why? Why are we with as bad as this division is all around us included? But we should be beating, you know, we shouldn't be getting swept three games by Kansas City. We shouldn't be losing three or four from Detroit. These are games where you can separate yourself completely. Any other, you put any other team in the majority of the league in this division, I feel like they'd have a 10-game lead in it right now. Well, that's when the Twins division lead got to five and a half. I was happy and ecstatic and starting to feel comfortable. Yeah. But we talked in the office. Well, that's great, but you should probably be winning the division by 13 to 15 games. Exactly. Because I do believe your roster, going back to the beginning of the year, I wasn't sure they had the best roster in the division. Mm -hmm. If nobody was injured, every team was playing at what we think is their best. I'm not sure it was the best roster in the division. No. But I thought it was a pretty damn good team. Me too. And now you look at what teams have gone through in the division, just how poor teams have been. 
The Twins have had some battles internally, no yeah. doubt about it, but not not anything close to what the White, White Sox, Sox. And, and Guardians have had to deal with. Well, that's my thing is I had picked the White Sox to win this division originally yeah, this me, year. Me too. How dumb do we look? God, you look at that team, and they traded away like seven pitchers at the break. You know, I mean, who would have thought the White Sox are sitting where they are? So for us to still, at the same time, so, you know, yeah, woo, 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 the Twins, but at the same time, very happy. We are three and a half up. We've got something to root for here at the end of the season. There are, you know, Royce yeah, is they're coming. they're meaningful games. They're meaningful games, and that's it. You know what, honestly, and I, this is so Minnesota to say, but I just want meaningful baseball in August and you're in, in September, and you're giving it to me. Yeah, the last thing I'll say uh, on the Twins, too, is I, I'm still not poo-pooing the notion that they couldn't win a playoff series or go on some type of run. But mm-hmm. all I continue to say is you haven't earned really – the expectation from the fan base to think that that's possible. That's true. If you go out and do it, great. Like, nobody's going to begrudge you for that. Yeah. But at this point of the season, I don't begrudge any fan who's really not excited about watching the team or maybe heading to Target Field or getting really invested because at this point, honestly, not to be mean, but why would you? Exactly. The front office didn't even invest in the team at the trade deadline. And this is the group that has always said at the trade deadline, you're either buyers or sellers. Mm. They did nothing. Nothing. Nothing crickets. other than they traded. They traded. Yeah, a um, bad re- uh, they traded. A, a, Lopez for. Yeah. They, for uh, Floro. 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 Right. Yeah, from Miami. Yeah. And, and I know there's issues with Lopez and I wish him well. Yeah. And. You know, How's maybe, he doing out Miami? Have uh, you? A buddy informs me he's been just as rough in, uh, okay. in Miami as That mi- makes me feel a little bit better because that was a you know that was a tough one from last year when we traded for him he was an all star before that he came in played pretty well last year and then just yeah and Yenier Cano by the way was your throw in because he was awful here and then he turns into an all star reliever for the Orioles yeah, so love that right um, put a pin in Twins talk we're gonna get back to I'm gonna do five filler questions with you it's a game inspired I always say game it's not I literally say that. Phrase I just did, I say every time. I always say it's a game, and then I always say it's not a game. I don't know why. It's every time. I don't know why I do that. Mm -hmm. It is basically a bit inspired by our buddy Phil Mackey. He was the first one that I did this with five filler questions. Oh, fine. I just ask random questions. Some will be sports-related. Some won't be. We'll get to that in moments. One will be Joe Mauer-related. I know you're a big Mauer guy. I love it. I'm obsessive. Yeah, that's almost kind of the question. So, yeah, for those watching on YouTube, Grant's uh, screensaver is a Joe Mauer jersey. jersey. Yeah, just a jersey. And a a beautiful one at that. Yes. So, again, we're recording this on Friday, August the 11th. The Minnesota Vikings played a preseason game last night. By the year, preseason football becomes more and more... I don't want to say meaningless because a good chunk of the players that play will be on the roster, but they're, for the most part, for the most part, with some exceptions, they're not your starters, they're depth guys, they're they're filler guys. Yes. That's really a bad way of putting it, but you know what I mean. So what I'm getting at is I don't find preseason football all that exciting. I will watch it. Yeah. I missed a good chunk of last night's game. Mm-hmm. I do the uh, Before I Die podcast on Mondays with Jesse Pierce and Judd Zolgad for Purple Daily. Cool. So I will watch through the Vikings game this weekend. I watched a, a good chunk of the second half last night. Mm-hmm. I actually watched more CFL last night than I did uh, than I did Minnesota Vikings. But I will, yeah. I will fast forward through the Winnipeg Blue Bombers game this weekend okay. and the Minnesota Vikings game. From this weekend, but I'll say this, and this is a talking point that everybody steals using the theme of talking points. 
It's just fun to have football on to throw on. Oh. Oh, I won't watch any other team's preseason games. I won't. No. I, I just won't. I don't care. No. Will I watch the Vikings? Absolutely. Yeah. That's my team. And again, a good chunk of those guys that were playing last night will be on the roster. You might not see them a ton, Special but they're gonna teams, yeah. they're gonna be there and it matters. And yes, by the way, nobody people I actually get tweets on this sometimes in emails. A third of the game is special teams. People don't want, you might not see him out there a third of the time, but it is almost, it is as important, sometimes more important, depending on the makeup of your team than other parts of your football team. Absolutely. So yeah, that stuff's important, but it's just nice to have football back and watch it. Didn't love the late start. You know me. I'm typically, I'm typically passing out around nine o'clock. Kickoff at nine o'clock's rough. I know, me too. And then I had to be here, you know, like you said, almost before you this morning, which usually I'm here a lot later than that. So that's, I'm a little tired right now because of that late start. But it is beautiful having football back. Do you have any overriding opinions on the Vikings? I, I've I've said this throughout the off season. My hunch is, and I, I think I said this on before I die too last Monday. My hunch is they're probably a ten-ish and seven team. But that can still be a pretty good season when you factor in you're not going to win every one-score game like mm-hmm. you did last year. Nope. Your schedule is a first-place schedule. It seemingly is tough. You don't know. Like yeah, I don't, obs- know I don't obsess about schedules because you just don't know what teams are going to look like. Yes. But on the surface, it looks difficult. It does. And I'm, I think I'm in the on the rare side. People think the offense could be better. If it's... If it's better than it was last year, it might be more consistent. Mm-hmm. But I don't, they, they ended up putting up decent numbers last year. So I don't know how much more better the offense in theory could be other than maybe you're not always having to come from behind. That that may be the case. The one thing I would like to see on our offense, you know, our, our receiving core is fantastic. You know, we've got a good running back combination right now. I want this offensive line last year that looked – it wasn't great, to be honest. I mean, that offensive line was not um, – creating opportunities, going downhill. I want to see more dominance from our offensive line, and I think if we get that, that's going to make a big, big, big difference. And the sad part there, Grant, is that was actually one of the better offensive lines they've had in five years last year. But they still – it was, but they still didn't have that dominant force – and we'll see what happens this year. That's that's what I'm looking at is this offensive line this year. Everything else seems to be in place – I'm I'm rolling with Kirk. I know that's you know whatever. Oh, but you're very polarizing. I know, but you know I'll roll with Kirk with the receiving options he's got in the backfield. Let's just get this offensive line to get more downhill. Get 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 these running backs the space they need, the holes, and get, let's get that going. Do you watch quarterback? Yes. Oh yeah. Did you like it? Loved it. Yeah. Yeah, I I did too. I think I talked about this. I I do so many podcasts, I get lost in which one I sat it on, but it's. It's good. I liked it, but I'm not going to, you know, laud it incredibly or force people to watch it because it's an NFL product. So, of course, they're going to do the best to make their players look great and (laughs) show their league in a good light. 100%. And I'm not asking them to show all the bad stuff, but what I'm saying is there's stuff that was omitted for reasons that you're not going to see. So, it... You know, you used to watch a documentary and you would go, wow, that was really cool. Yeah. Now you watch anything that's a documentary and go, okay, but whose position and point of view is this coming from? Yeah. Right. Because everything has a slant or an agenda now and the NFL is no exception. A hundred percent. Okay. Let's do this. I'm going to tell my friends, you, about my other friends, Beans Coffee Company. Ooh. We're going to make a coffee guy out of you, Grant. Okay. I, you know what? I got to get Cold back. Cold brew? I, 
I, I could see yes with the ice because it's it's not if it's not hot it's less acidic. Okay. So I need a little ice cold brew with a little cream in there to get my. Yeah, that's what that's where I need my coffee to be. Okay, good to know. This is a quick caffeinated shout out to my friends at Beans Coffee Company. They've been supporting Minnesota Sports Chat now for over a year. They have a blend for everybody. They truly do. Even that cold brew that. Mr. Grant's talking Ooh. about. Actually, Daniel House texted me this morning. He said the cold brew is elite, which is on brand because Daniel House covers Gophers football. There you go. So elite. elite. Yeah, it's elite. That's synonymous. Yeah. Row the boat, Sky Yuma, Go Beans Coffee Company. <laughs> they do have a blend for everybody. Light roast, medium roast, dark roast, you name it, they have it. Check out all the blends at coffeebybeans.com. Again, that's coffeebybeans.com. There you can order a bag or you can even set up a coffee subscription. They'll send it to you in one to eight week intervals. Wow. I continue to crush the Perfectus blend. Grant, it's like got a hint of cherry in it. It's re- it's Ooh. really good. And look, obviously I'm talking about them. So people are saying, oh, he's just saying it, which I don't know. I guess to a degree you could say that I am. But you drink coffee. I'm around oh, you a lot. You're- it's you're drinking it all the time. It's so good, and everybody I give this stuff to loves it. Doogie's loved it. Houses loved it. I've sent it to friends and family. It truly is great coffee. Just give them a try. Just just one try. That's all I'm asking. Delectable stuff. Use the promo code SPORTSCHAT. You'll save it. Check out that SPORTSCHAT. Beans Coffee Company ships anywhere in the U.S. with free shipping on all orders of $35 or more. That is coffeebybeans.com. Promo code SPORTSCHAT. All right, Grant, are you ready for five filler questions? I love it. Let's do it. I'm working on an open for this, but for now, you still get the cheap podcast open, okay? All right. Five filler, filler, filler questions. Question number one, Grant. This is a loaded question. The best part of doing what we do for a living is... Oh, by the way, these answers can be long and long or short. Doesn't okay. matter. Yep. Talking with our friends on a daily basis, literally having the same conversations that everybody else that might at work when they have their lunch breaks, when they have their water cooler breaks. That's literally what we get to do for a living on these t- on these microphones at this great company. I sit here and have a conversation with you about my favorite thing in the world, which is sports or entertainment. Twins baseball. Twins baseball. Yeah. So this is like, I mean. We we get to we get paid to talk about what we do what we talk about with our friends. You're coming off of a momentous victory this morning, I believe, on Ooh. my talk 107 video game trivia. You rallied, came from behind. Yes, we were down two to one, and we came back and got three questions in the final round. The category was classic video games. My partner Mike Ganger, who's another producer over at my talk 1071, we took on Colleen and uh, Alexis on the morning show with Holly running it. It was uh, she it's the, through Trivia Mafia. It was a great. Great time. Holly yeah. is my resident, I don't know what you would call it, uh, NBA Jam starter jacket sports fashion go-to. She she's, is. She's been on this pod a few times. Love, love Holly. Yes. None of those uh, follow-up questions were a part of five filler questions, okay. by the way. All right. Question number two, you're a big dog guy. I love dogs. Currently only own a cat. That sounds bad. I love Laney. my cat, as everybody knows. Laney Lou. Laney. Why should people adopt a pet? I'm actually pretty passionate about this. Unless you're allergic, I think people should own pets. Yeah. Honestly, for the pure fact, the matter is, is that every time you walk into your home or you come and see them, they're going to give you the ultimate euphoria joy because they are nothing but happy to see you. They're never mad at you. And I know that sounds a little selfish, but you become so connected to their positive energy that it is the best form of 
love and just support after a long day. They are they're always happy to see you. They're never mad at you. I also, it's it's amazing. So you should and just to help, you know, the pets that are needed help, but for a selfish reason, they they just love you all the time. Yeah, they make you feel good. And I'll say this too. Um again, currently just owning a a cat, singular. They're more affectionate and more connected to you than people ever want to give them credit for. One thing we started saying, I don't know when, is that cats are independent. Mm-hmm. That is true. They are. You can leave. They can. For, you can leave for three days and they'll be fine. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, Grant. When I leave for three or four days and I get home, oh, yeah. boy, do I pay for it. Oh, you yeah. know, I, I am. Oh, Miss yeah. Lippy comes out for like an hour and a half when I get home. Oh, she, yeah. she is angry. So there's, and you get to know the personality. It's just oh. fun, and especially for me. I go home and it's just me, right? So it is nice to have something else. Yeah. It's just great to have that, like you said, that love. The love. I've got two dogs at home right now, an Irish wolfhound, Elvis. He's eight months old and he's about 100 pounds (laughs) almost. What a great name. Massive. Yeah, big boy. And then we've got a little one, King Charles Cavalier Jr., He's a little all red uh, King Charles, and he's just a ball of energy. But he's a he's a manipulative one. As much as I say, he knows what he's he's food motivated, and if he don't care, he he's manipulative in a little bit in a, in a crazy way. But I love him to death. I saw a video from uh, People Magazine on Twitter. By the way, when did People Magazine start only sharing? animal videos. Have you noticed that? Yeah. All they show is like animal videos. Well, one I saw yesterday, speaking of manipulative, was a cat on its deck faking an injury, like lifting its paw and faking the injury. Oh, yes. So, so they would open the door and let it in, and the moment they open the door and let it in, he just sets the paw down and starts walking <laughs> normally. I love and animals. Like, there you go. There's the pure joy that they yeah. give you on a daily basis. And they are so much smarter than we give them credit oh, for. True. Okay, I put this one in the middle. This veers us back to sports. Your obsession with soon-to-be Major League Baseball Hall of Famer now current Minnesota Twins Hall of Famer and number retiree, Joe Maurer comes from where? Because I think I'm obsessed with Joe Maurer. I will fight people that think uh, he's a bad baseball player, overrated, not a Hall of Famer. But you you own like 86,000 pieces of Joe Mauer memorabilia. I do. I, I have. Think, I think you told me you took out a second mortgage to like buy a jersey. <laughs> Pretty much. I so have, explain this to me. I would consider that I have probably one of the largest. That was a joke, by the way. He didn't yeah, do that. But I do have one of the largest private collections of Joe Mauer's game used um, um, equipment out there in the public's hands. So that, that's something that I, I that that's part of it. But he just gave me so much. I mean. Similar in age. I'm 38, about to be 39. He just turned 40. You know, watching him play sports while I was playing sports at the same time and never even coming close to the to the ability that he's, you know, had for his entire sports career. I don't know. He's one of us, as you know, we all love one of our own. Um, I, he just gave me so many happy memories and just as, as I always... I just gravitated towards him. And then when I moved away to San Diego, I just kind of kept an eye on him all the time. And my friends would always, whenever I would talk about Joe Maurer, hey, Joe Maurer, you know, it just became one of these things that I adapted into my life. And all of a sudden I took it on as one of my, he's my favorite player. The Eminem boys, essentially. It was Maurer and Morneau, but Maurer because of the connection to Minnesota. And then, you know, actually the, the real obsession came when he stopped playing because once he's, you know, it's the idea of, you know, you don't really appreciate who he was and what he did while he was there until he was gone. And yeah, I mean, I was at the I was at the Twins game when he got inducted this last uh, Saturday and teared up a couple times looking back at those memories, 
from the Metrodome. You know, that's our grow-up stadium, and he did so many great things at the Metrodome. It's just this this weird childhood connection to him that I will always have and always love. I'm starting to see parallels in a negative way from Joe Maurer to Carlos Correa. From the standpoint of Carlos Correa is now in the second year with a pretty big contract. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying there are no returns on the investment. Uh-huh. But the returns on the investment don't come across maybe where you would expect them to be. But again, I'm a huge Joe Maurer guy. Everything I just said, I will defend him to to my dying day. Me too. So I'm not trying to like stir the pot here. Yeah. But if Carlos Correa keeps playing like this for the next year or two, the fans are going to turn on him like they did for Joe Maurer. Leading the league in double plays. Double, yeah, double plays and, right now. What does he have? Less than 50 RBIs and where he's played most of the year and yeah. where we have six weeks left. Yeah. So... I, I don't know, like, that part's tough for me. And, and a lot of times, too, I, and I will say this, it's it's a whole team thing. It's an individual sport that's a team game, right? Yep. So your teammates oftentimes can put you in, in tough spots. And I always thought years we were ripping on Joe Maurer, well, one, he's probably more injured than we know. Two, it's not his fault he signed the contract. That's the money that was offered to him. I completely agree on both Then of we got mad at him for not retiring. It's like, so now we want to get mad at him for not, he wants to fulfill his contract and you are mad because he's trying to do that. Yeah. Also, some of those years were on really bad teams. There's only so much you can do. Oh, gosh, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm talking in circles here a little bit, but I do think it's funny that you know, you've now had two players that are really highly compensated and well-known throughout the league and sports fans and Major League Baseball, mm-hmm. and the moment they've gotten that money, they've just, for various reasons, maybe not performing where you want them to perform. I feel that, and you know what? I was part of that criticism when it was going on at the stadium, being upset with Joe, but I think it's, I'm a kid adult, what they call it, and that's a person who's obsessed with nostalgia, and Joe and Eminem, the Eminem boys, are the ultimate nostalgia for me. They were a big part of what kept these this team in town, you know, I mean, it, it just, it, yeah. Well, and, and when you look at it from afar with Joe, and this is anybody who, thinks he's not a Hall of Famer, they're going to be wrong. Yeah. I don't know how long it's going to take, but yeah. he is going to get in. I'm hoping three. And you just look at the things that he's that he did. Okay, not many Major League Baseball players get to 2,000-plus hits. He did as a catcher. Not many Major League Baseball players win three batting titles. He did as a catcher. Not many Major League Baseball players no AL win. Batting t- yeah. no, no AL batting. No AL catchers ever won a batting Correct. title. Correct. And not many ever win MVP as a catcher. Yeah. He did. Mm-hmm. And I get it. You can talk about the lack of playoff success. Well, again, that's not always on him. And we will point out he did have a pretty big double at Yankee Stadium that somehow was a foul ball. Thank you. Thank, <laughs> thank, you, thank you, Phil Cuzzy. So, Love that. And again, who knows what happens if that ball is fair and the Twins end up winning that game. Yeah, the streak might be a little different. But at the same time, too, even as a first baseman, what people don't understand, he was, oh, he a, was robbed of a gold glove. Yes, robbed of a gold glove. He was statistically like, Top three, a few of those. I mean, he was a great first baseman. I know everybody wanted him to stay as a catcher, but we don't know the injury. I could go on forever. I love this man. Joe, you are my hero. Also, I love in Major League (laughs) Baseball that we'll get to the final two questions. Oh, well, you got to have a power hitter at first base. I I vehemently disagree with that. The way baseball is currently constructed, you just need it out of your lineup. If you don't have a power hitter at first base, well, you can find it at shortstop or third or second. It it, It doesn't really matter where you're playing as long as you can play your position well and give yep. you something offensively. Okay. Um, honestly, 
rip me, to be brutally honest here, the worst part of working in the office with me is. Hmm. No, I can't. Oh, come on. I'm trying to think here, Ross. I'm trying to think. The worst part? Yeah. Like, if I ever walk over, do you sigh? No. I, I know I'm loud. No. But. No. You're loud. The, I, I, and and I love Lori and Julia, but the two that I work with on a daily basis, when as soon as they get in, they take <laughs> over the entire office with music and conversation. So, no. There's honestly nothing. And I know you want me to be honest here yeah. and harsh. There is nothing, you know, we share a fry from time to time, a little basket of fries. You give me great dad jokes. We always talk good sports. Every time I need a good laugh, I come to you or I bring you a laugh. Honestly, there is not a bad thing about working with you. You brought me to a gopher game. You're having me on your podcast. The the gopher game is the famous moment you were passing pizza over the fence to random people. <laughs> and then I got the worst heartburn of my life. That Remember that whole game? I was sitting next to you. I'm like, I'm hot and I had heart. Oh, oh God. Yeah. There, and I'll be doing this again in a few weeks. The worst part of gopher football, I'm not joking, is those early September games. And you're sitting in that sun. Oh, it's always hot. And it's <laughs> it's crazy the range of temperatures. Every, it seems like they always play one, maybe two games in 90-degree temperatures. Mm-hmm. Then you fast-forward two months, and there's two home games in the 30s. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, but going back to your question, honestly, I can't think of a bad thing about working with you. You are always willing to help out everybody. You're always willing to do more than you should. You go above and beyond at work. You're fun. You're delightful. You always bring a smile to people's faces. You give okay, great jokes. Okay, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> I was actually hoping you would come up with something, but, that, but that's okay. I appreciate the compliments as well. So I'll... I'll I'll try to find one by the end of this next question, but keep going. Okay, your final question, then we'll get out of here. Why do people need to listen to you, Lori and Julia, in the afternoons from 3 to 6 on My Talk 107? I think, very quickly, before you answer that question, we need a 30-minute podcast of everything you and Lori and Julia talk about before the show. Oh, gosh, yeah. The pre-show that I get (laughs) is must-listen to, but sometimes so obnoxious and ridiculous, I have to close the door. I was going to say... There might be some uh, I know uh, complaints. More, <laughs> I know more about the female anatomy thanks to those two right? than anybody who went to school to be a gynecologist. Oh gosh, I I completely agree. Every time it's what 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 That's are we going to get? I can, I can make that comment without getting them in trouble, right? That's no, true, you're, dude. You're totally true. You should hear the stuff we talk about on Sex Monday. We have a segment on Monday called Sex Monday, and Lori brings way bigger. Topics than that. So, no, you are not wrong there. I would say listen to our show for a few, two reasons. One, it is unlike anything, you know, most talk shows are either sports or news related. The fun thing about My Talk 1071 and what we do over there and with Lori and Julia is that we are primarily focused on entertainment news. So, if you don't want to hear the gripes and grimes of what's going on with our government and what's going on with all the chaos in this world, you can get away from that and you can listen to all the chaos going on in Hollywood. <laughs> That's the fun thing about it. It's 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 Hollywood problems versus real world problems. You know, well, well Hollywood right now with the writer strike and the actor strike is are, some very serious. Are they stuff. ever going to get back to work? This I, this has already gone on longer than I expected. Yeah, I think a hundred days now. Yeah, yeah, it, they will. It's going to take some time. These studios need to start giving some more money, and um, we need them to get back to work so we can have some content. But it's just fun entertainment. I'm a sports guy first and foremost, but 
in these three years of being at my talk, I have learned to put down ESPN and go over to a variety, TMZ, you know, things like that. But it, it's the same concept. We just kind of we predict we have fun with 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 what's going on in, in Hollywood and, and, and in the music world and whatnot. So, yeah, come check us out. Turn my mic on because I'm a professional. Mm-hmm. One of these times when I have you back, Wolf, to talk about how does TMZ break the news before everybody else? They get it all. It, it's not always just pop culture and entertainment. They it's sports, sports news, government related news. You like, got to wa- uh, wa- watch that place, though. Sometimes they're a little bit, uh, you got to watch TMZ. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think, was their big rise, they broke the Michael Jackson deal. Was that their big, big the, break? Yeah, one of the big ones. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's Grant Radio 84 on the social machine. Uh, don't forget, you can find Minnesota Sports Chat now on YouTube. Just search Minnesota Sports Chat. Also available wherever you pod. I appreciate you each and every week. I love for- this guy. Kind of point. <laughs> it is weird. Our cameras are all over. Backwards. I kind of. This is what it's like being on TV, right? Yeah. Where's the Where's the camera? Yeah. I, I do appreciate you listening. Find me wherever you find podcasts. Tell your friends and family. Uh, that's about all I got for you. We'll start going uh, deeper into go for football probably next week or the week after. Bear with me. I'm traveling. We got the state fair coming up, so podcast could be a little. Uh, infrequent over the next couple weeks, but I'll be back weekly as soon as I possibly can be. Thank you so much, Grant. Thank you, Ross, for having me. And thank you, uh, Minnesota Sports Chat Podcasters. I'll be back again real soon. Thank you so much for consuming.